0: And I remember my first job coming out of grad school, I ended up doing, um, working for a retail store, a retail company was doing their, their bookkeeping, their accounting of some sort. And I, w- I was so disappointed in myself. I was like, why did I spend four years? Why did I go to school and, and, and come out with that degree? And, and in my research here that I was doing, as so many grads come out of school and they don't get the job what in, in the area of study that they did. And moreover, too, sometimes they have to take a job that they don't like or because they have student loans to pay, pay back for and, and all this kinds of stuff. It was saying uh, 51% of grads are underemployed. Even though you're employed, you're underemployed and you're underpaid. So, so how, how can grads get over that? get over that hump or should they just take any job that that they get when they come out of college
1: right like I I relate so much to you and um, when I graduated for me I didn't care about the job that I was my first job the only thing that mattered to me was I don't want to be employed a year later I've just spent four years in college i've got this degree i've worked out i've got these student loans so i need to get into the job market as quickly as possible the only thing that i was mindful of was the industry that i was entering into so i focused my job search on a particular industry the financial sector because that's where i felt like i was going to get a better career journey for the kind of things that i wanted to do but i know that not everybody sort of thinks like that, right? And I think as a graduate coming out of it, because you have no leverage, number one. And number two, you don't really know what you actually want to do. You don't know what corporate is like. There's so many different departments within one industry, so many different business units that you you might think you know what you want to do because you've got an accounting degree, but you might get there and start doing accounting things and realize that actually, I don't want to do accounting. I don't want to be a CA or I don't want to do it this way. I would rather do it another way. So I think, get ready and prepare yourself to take any job that you can get at that point in time. A lot of the graduate jobs or entry-level jobs will either be internships or there will be entry-level departments like operations and contact centers. And for me, I found that I did really well because I had a spirit of gratitude. And this doesn't mean that you are, you're, it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just grateful for the job. And oh my gosh, thank you so much for this opportunity. And you know what I mean? It's like. It's not that, it's you have a spirit of gratitude and saying, I know that this is a starting block for me, this is not where my career ends. And so I'm going to take each and every day and I'm going to try my best to get further than where I am now. When I started my my first job, I was paid 3,000, I took home 3,000 rand a month. I think 3,000 rand is about 200 US dollars um, a month. That only covered my rent. That's what graduates are going, are going through out there, you know, with their entry-level jobs. And I knew, I was like, I'm not going to be in this job for long. I can only be here for maximum three months and I need to be out of this position. And so I worked hard. I got noticed. I made sure that my manager understood how well I could do in a more senior position. And I signed my permanent contract within a month and a half. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was sitting there, just feeling so disheartened about the level. That i was at even though i had a degree i have seen my counterparts come out of university they continued their studies so maybe they did their honors i didn't do my honors straight away and they entered into a contact center and because we went to the same school i remember the training manager came to me and said quincy please can you come and speak to these young girls i see that they are from your alma mater And I said, but what are they doing? And she said, they're just not paying attention. They're supposed to be in training. They're not taking this seriously. They're not speaking to clients. They're on their phone all day. We caught one sleeping. And I think that's what what I would like to say to graduates who are coming out and entering a market is universities make you feel like because you've got a degree, you deserve a high paying job. You deserve a more senior kind of job. And that's not how the space works. You're still going to need to put in, you know, you're gonna need to put in the work to get noticed and to be seen and for people to understand that you can do it and how you enter matters, how you conduct yourself in that lowly position. It matters and people are watching you and they, those girls, I think it was about three of them, they got fired within a month. First job and now you're fired and you've got that on your record. How on earth do you continue from there and all because you didn't have a spirit of gratitude and you didn't understand that this first job is just that, it's a first job, it's a stepping stone, and you will do better, that's not where you go to die, if you're going to do better, it just takes time and it takes determination, so I don't think they should stress too much about their first job, but what they should take into consideration is their job after that. And that is important because from then on, you have a choice on how you want your career to go and you need to be deliberate and mindful about where you want your career journey to go. You don't wanna have to keep explaining during your interviews why you took this position and well, Now, this position doesn't make sense. You want your CV and your career journey, your career history and your experience to make sense, to look like it was thought out. You knew exactly where you wanted to go and you had that goal in mind and you were doing it. So I think that would be my advice for anyone in that situation.
0: Great advice. And I like that word deliberate because you have to be deliberate in your intentions and really set out a goal for where you want to go because if you don't know where you, a lot of us we come out of school we really don't know what we want to do but we can yeah. sort of narrow it down and and what we like to do in what industry so that we can be deliberate in our actions another thing I really like that you mentioned as well is that first impressions are very 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 important and how you do on that first job Sometimes in the U.S., um, that first job you get a, a, a recommendation, yes. and how how are you gonna go and ask for a recommendation if you didn't do, oh, if you didn't do well yeah. in that first job? Then you're gonna go for a second job, and sometimes they yeah. call they call the prior employer to find out how you did and and, and yeah. stuff like that, and you want to get a good review so that when you're going into that other position that, yeah. that you, you continue on that, on that great path. Another, another thing that you mentioned earlier up that I just want to reiterate for those who are listening is that, uh, building those connections is very important, even while you're in college to start building those connections and start seeking out mentors, because when you build those connections and seek out those mentors, Those mentors are going to tell you this is how you behave on an internship. This is how you behave when you get your first job. This is what you need to do. These are the certain things you need to do because all those little things your college or university might not tell it to you, but if you have a mentor, you've built connections within those different companies that you're interested in, then you get a little insight inside a tip or insight. Yes, under,
1: exactly.
0: Under what you need to do so that it can set you up for success. So that, that brings me into my next question because I was reading something here and in the U.S., I think a lot of employers are looking for grads or students to come out of college with all of this experience. They expect them to already be experienced. And I'm like, that is That is so unfair. They're coming out of four years of academics, of studying. How do you expect them to have all of these experiences well? And I I know you mentioned something about you worked while you were um, in school and stuff. I know I worked when I was in college. I worked in the library. I worked in the learning center. I was a resident assistant and all of that stuff. And when I was in grad school, I make it a conscious effort to join um, professional yeah. organizations. That way you can gain some a- experience as well. So should employers be putting more, um, should they be demanding so much experience or should they be putting more money into programs in on-the-job training? Because I know in the U.S. for some companies, they have they have something that is called rotational program and yeah. you would enter a rotational program for three or six months yes. and get that training and then you get into that permanent position. So um, should, should, should more companies be adopting that, that kind of a strategy?
1: Well, well, first, let's actually talk about that. Don't we love those? Don't we love rotational internship programs? Because they allow a graduate right to really experience as many business units as possible so that they can also figure out as quickly as possible where they fit in. And I think that's what internship programs should be. That's what an entry-level job should be about. It's about really trying to fit. I mean, you're spending a lot of money on this talent, right? You wanted, you went in as a company, you got top talent, and you want them to do well in your organization. You want them to add value in your organization. So give them an opportunity to find their fit and to find where they belong. So I love internship programs that do that. Anytime I see a rotational internship program, I'm like, yay. (laughs) But let's talk about the exhausting part of that question. right? It's that cash 22, the chicken or the egg, like what comes first, experience or the job, the job or experience the training or the job <laughs> like um it's really exhausting and i think coming as well from a corporate environment in a corporate space and then having and then also coaching young people in this in this situation that's why i said you know we've mentioned this already is create your own experience and i think that is so important so that you have talking points in that interview. You can say, I know I don't have formal work experience. That shouldn't be an expectation anyway. I always tell my clients, please run away from any job specs, from any roles that say to you that this is a graduate program, or this is an entry-level program, and it's requiring a year or two of experience. Where are you supposed to get that formal experience from? That, for me, tells me that they're going to exploit you, they're going, they're going to overwork you, and they're most likely going to underpay you. Because if they don't understand themselves what an entry-level position job is and what it requires legally, then you don't want to work, then you don't want to take up that job. So it's also about knowing what's right morally and what's not, right? And how to pick up sort of critical things within a job speak that should give you a red flag that says, okay, maybe this isn't where I I want to be, no matter how attractive it might look, no matter how great the the company's reputation um, is, you want to do what's best for you. So in terms of that, in terms of whether or not corporates should be spending money, I think so. And I think the sad thing is they are doing that. They are spending money on the training, but again, it goes back to what training are they providing, right? If you're entering into an internship program, like you mentioned, you went through an internship program from the bursary, I don't know if it was from a bursary or not, but in our country as well, we, they do that. If you get a scholarship or a bursary from an organization, then you will most likely be entered into the internship program. And so they're basically watching you from your university days and they will integrate you into their formal system later but what they're not doing is taking a look at what is required to get you ready before any of that training starts before any of that formal onboarding starts right i was speaking to an ngo organization and they were looking for critical skills training and i mentioned the importance i won't mention the name of the ngo but I mentioned the importance of CV writing, interview preparation, personal branding, you know, those kind of things. And they said, no, 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 but that's not important. I said, yes, it is, because you, you cannot possibly find your pool of people if you are not impressed by their CVs, right? That is the first thing you look at when you are trying to get talent into your organization. You're looking at a CV. You're looking at a two-page piece of paper. And if that graduate, no matter how many A's they have, doesn't know how to compile that CV and doesn't know how to show you the best of themselves, how on earth are you going to make that kind of decision? So it frustrates me quite a bit that we're still needing to have this conversation, um, but I think it's important to still have it. You just kind of, it feels like we're drumming on the same thing and we're harping on the same thing. And we know that it shouldn't be that way, but it is that way. And unfortunately our graduates cannot control that that is a change that is going to have to happen from a corporate place. The best that they can do is just trying to prepare themselves um, and position themselves in such a way that they will be noticed and seen.
0: You're muted. Sorry, I'm talking in a minute. Yes, that's, yeah, those are some, some great tips. It's so important. Uh, personal branding is so important and having that CV and having those interview skills. I remember going to conferences because the organizations that I I was in, they would host conferences and they would have these career fairs. And I would hear employers saying, oh my God, these students, they don't know how to sell themselves. They don't know how to speak and all of this stuff. And that can separate you from whether you get an offer or not. So it is um, those things, those things are definitely, definitely so important. Uh, before we close up, I was I, when I was researching, I was looking at examples, and it was so funny that I came across these examples, and it says expectation, of uh, uh, stacking the paper, because when you get out of grad school and, and you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna get this big job and I'm gonna make six figures and it, the, bring the money, 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 and then you come back to reality yeah. when you really get in there, and you be like, don't yeah. get, don't yeah. make Don't get cable just yet, because you're not going to be making that much money to be shelling out and stacking the paper. So I I thought that was so funny. And another one that I came across was, it's that internships are really good. That's the expectation. That's what everyone tells us, get an internship, get an internship. And then you come to the reality and it says totally, but there are all these different things and all these different factors that happen. And then there's also that possibility that you might go through and do the internship and then don't get yeah. an offer for the job. So uh, expectation versus reality is-, reality. is, is um,
1: Oh is- my gosh, it's devastating. It's actually devastating. Um, when I think of when I was in varsity, you know, I, I graduated from a top three university in my country and that university at the time was ranked quite high in Africa and um, compared to the world. So it was, a, it was a good school. And so we were groomed to think that if you just graduate with this school's degree, like all the organizations are gonna be there knocking on your door, waiting for you, right? And that was the expectation. And that's why it was so devastating when you finally graduated and there's nobody knocking. You're sending your CVs out everywhere and you're thinking, well, this is going to matter. I went to this university and it doesn't matter because we don't know how to sell ourselves, right? It's like my CV wasn't working. I spent hours and hours changing my CV up and trying to write it differently just to kind of show it differently and represent differently. I don't know how many recruiters I had emailed that's been emailing and saying, well, can you please tell me what's wrong with my CV? What can I do? What can I fix? And it's so important for them, I think, when it comes to that training question that you asked before, it's it's bad. It's like, what are you training me on if you're not training me on how to present myself to you before I even get there, right? And it is still like that cash 22. But oh no, the, the expectation was absolutely devastating. Um, when I got my first paycheck, it really did make me consider why did I go to school? Like, what is this? And nobody tells you. And nobody sort of walks you through that, right? There is no mental. There's no mental assessment. There is no, listen, maybe you need to speak to somebody and um, make sure that you're mentally healthy and aware. I, I got into a state of depression because it was, I thought it was taking me long anyway, but it wasn't. I had some friends who were two years without employment. I had only been three months after graduating before I found my job. But even in those three months, I was feeling like I wasn't doing enough. I didn't do enough maybe I should have done something differently. And that took a toll on me too. So yeah, I know the expectation, um, when my husband and I, we finally got into like our permanent positions about a year year later and we were comfortable, we were living together and um, we bought our first couch. We had saved enough money to buy like our first couch for the house. We were using um, bean bags at the time. And I swear to you, like when we rolled in this couch into the house, we just felt like such champions because it was our first big purchase. And we paid for it cash and we just felt like, okay, finally, like this is what it means to be working. Like this is to be able to afford to stock up your own house with the couch, right? To be able to do certain things for yourself. And I think, yeah, we need we need to be a lot more honest because no, your salary, it's gonna take you at least about a year or two to really start earning the kind of um, money you're expecting to be earning. And I think the universities really did do a justice for us, making us feel like we were of the crop like cherries on the cake and the corporate environment is like that's not how it works
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you're so right you're so right and so before we end what are some final tips do you want to give to our recent recent grads out there our young professionals because we really want them to win so uh if you can if you can give them if you can give them three Final tips of things that they need to do. I I know three is is narrowing it is, is a little small, but we've 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 said a lot of things in in this conversation, and I know it's yeah. a, value, a valuable convo, and they're gonna get a lot. So if you if you were to narrow it down to three things, what are the three most important things that you think our recent grads need to do to uh, make sure that they're prepared for corporate and they they not stick in stick up in the expectation, but they know the reality yeah. of what's going to happen.
1: Okay, so I think, because I'm not trying to give the same kind of advice that I've already spoken about, that's why I'm not making notes. I think, <laughs> I think the first one is like your networking skills. Um, and I'll speak to like LinkedIn um, in, in particular. I'm a career coach on LinkedIn, so naturally anybody who thinks that they need a career coach or that they find my content valuable will message me. But some people kind of get it wrong in thinking that I have a magic hat with jobs already available and that I'm just like kind of handing out jobs. Like you get a job and you get a job and you get a job. <laughs> And and then I have to explain that that's not what I do, right? I prepare you to to get a job. I'm not a recruiter. Um, I'm not a headhunter. I prepare you. And obviously, I've got my own network. So if I'm really impressed, I will distribute your CV to people and I'll direct them to you. But that's not a part of my function. So I think networking would be my first tip and like how you talk to people. I have had um, guys who come to my inbox needing information from me. And if I'm not necessarily able to give it in as much detail as they want because otherwise you're stepping into where my services start and i do need to charge you for my services i do need to charge you for my time then they become extremely rude right and and you're like but now that you're showing me your character so now if i if i wanted to do something for you and if i wanted to actually uh, like introduce you to my network why would i do that now if, if I feel like you're going to embarrass me and you're going to embarrass my reputation, because that's what it is. Anytime I refer somebody, I'm saying Quincy as an individual and as a career coach has vetted this person and they are ready, right? They know what they're doing and they're going to do a good job. But if you've got an attitude, even in an inbox message, then you're not going to get far. So pay attention to how you're communicating and how you're speaking to professionals, even on LinkedIn. I know that we might be in desperate times right now, but understand that that is a professional environment and everybody's watching you. Everybody's watching your character. So it matters how you talk and how you talk as well also goes into like the slang now. Um, my, my younger brother helps to keep me upbeat <laughs> with the slang nowadays. But I mean, there's just so much going on, man. Sometimes I get messages from people and I'm like, what? What does that even mean? Right? And I'm like, what happened to the good old days of just saying, Hi, Quincy, can you help me with this? And like, I get certain words and then I literally have to go, I don't know what you mean. So be mindful of the kind of language that you're using to communicate with other professionals. You want to come across as somebody who has the capability and the ability to integrate into that corporate environment which is a formal environment so use your full sentences use your full words you don't necessarily have to speak very professionally semi-professional is fine but like keep the slang words at home there's no need to talk about fire and yes and <laughs> whatever else is out there <laughs> you can keep it out there i think um my next thing i suppose that speaks to the same thing as attitude right is your attitude be of a of, of a grateful attitude um, a positive attitude and then also like invest in yourself I think that would be the last thing that I say invest in yourself if you realize that you've been sending hundreds and hundreds of CVs and you're not getting the responses that you want invest some time in fixing up your CV and trying to figure out what's wrong and I don't mean come to me so that you can so that I can charge you to do your CV if you have the resources to do that then absolutely you can come and I'll help you and I'll walk you through that but I also create quite a lot of content on how you can do that yourself, right? So, and find, and I mean Molly, you're also a career coach. So like find other career coaches, follow them and follow the content that they're sharing and take from the knowledge, from the free information that they're giving you and fix your job application assets because those are important. Those are the only things you have to demonstrate the kind of potential and the kind of candidate that you are going to be. So invest in yourself take the time, take a day, dude, like take a day and fix your CV. It's important. Know what kind of templates are required. Know what ATS is and how that impacts your CV. So um, that would be my last tip to them is invest in yourself. I know it can be taxing. It can be time consuming, but it is necessary and it's critical.
0: Those are, those are some awesome, awesome tips. So you heard it here networking skills. I'm all about networking. It's very, very, very much important. Communication also, how you sell yourself, how you show your value. No one is going to know what your, what your work, what your value is, unless you're able to articulate it to them. And also, also invest in yourself, which is so important. If you know that there's a skill needed and you don't have it, it's so important to invest in yourself. And, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Quincy, for those tips. Those were awesome. Thank you so much for coming by the network hour to talk about this. This was such a great topic. We went over time, but the information, the information is so valuable and it's so great. And I think when people listen to this conversation, they are going to get so much from it. And I think most importantly, it is going to help a lot of graduates to prepare themselves for corporate. Yes. So before I officially end this episode, please tell us where we can contact you. I know you talk a lot about LinkedIn. If my listeners want to seek you out for information or for mentorship or for career services, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Well, they can get in touch with me on LinkedIn. I'm actually quite active on LinkedIn, probably more than my other social media platforms. I'm doing my best though. Like Instagram is new to me. (laughs) It freaks me out just a little bit, but I'm trying. So um, on LinkedIn, they can come to my personal profile, Quincy Molope, and my name is on my screen. So anybody can get the spelling there as well. And then they can follow our Instagram at Hello coach K. I've also got a Facebook page if they prefer Facebook also at Hello Coach K, and then we've got a YouTube channel that I just started as well, and that's where I upload my career-ready sessions. Uh, Every week, there's a different topic that we're talking about, and they're like short sound bites, no longer than five minutes each episode, where we tackle and unpack a certain topic. Uh, Next week, I've just completed the ones next week, and next week, I'll be talking about... how you can stay on radar and develop and maintain relationships even after you've been rejected. So I'm gonna discuss the important things that you need to be doing, or rather the one critical thing that you need to be sure you do even after you receive a rejection, email or phone call and what that means for you that it's not actually the end of the road. So. Yeah, like that's where they can get a hold of me and like engage. I'm really, I really don't bite. I don't mind. (laughs) They can engage with me on either platform and let's have a conversation and let's see how we can help them because I think that's more important.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. That sounds like it's going to be an awesome topic. So to my listeners, you heard it here where you can contact her. I will definitely put all of that information also in the podcast notes so that you can get that information Thank you so much again, Quincy. Again, this has been another episode of the Network Our Podcast. I am Molly Creese, your professional and development career coach and networking guru. And I thank you guys so much for listening. Go out there, have fun, hold your head up high. Failure is not determined, uh, does not determine your success. Keep going, keep pushing and keep being motivated and you will achieve your goals. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is the Network Hour. Bye, everyone.